Hi, I'm Judina Castro, and you're listening to Mayberry with High Rises, where my friend John Maffei and I talk about relationships, life in Seattle, politics, with random tangents. And believe me, there are a lot of them. Hey, John. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you in like a month. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, it's 2017. What'd you do over the break? We had a break. What'd you do? Um, we went away to Sun Valley, went skiing. Oh, nice. So we went, and it's pretty interesting because we had a group of 20 family members oh, together in wow. the same house. Oh, which, my God. Which, that can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> so. 20. There are some good relationships, and there are some relationships that are, like, you know, good once a year. Right. And is this your side of the family or your wife's side of the family or so both? It's my side of the family. Okay. So it's my siblings. I have one brother and two sisters. Okay. It's their spouses, kids, uh, and uh, my parents. Wow. So 20 of us in this house. For how long? For like two weeks. Oh, my God. You don't have any scratch marks on you. That's well, a good sign. It's so funny because before the trip, like all these caveats went out. And one thing is this, was there would say there will be absolutely no discussion of politics when we get <laughs> to the house. And this warning is sent out like a bow shot. But I kind of feel like the warning was sent out because – I have all these like wackadoodle libs on different sides of the family, okay. and like they are so like like uh, what is it fractured or like you know well, so like beaten so you... up because of what's happened that they say they can't talk about any of this stuff. All right, so are you the most conservative in your family? No, okay. I don't think so. Okay, so you guys do you have the spectrum pretty much the political spectrum? Yeah, I would say that no one is. Um, we definitely have like the wackadoodle liberal left. Okay, like yeah. like. Like, like you know, crazy, crazy post on Facebook every day. The same thing over and over, ten <laughs> oh, times great. over. CNN, we have CNN, CNN. And those are mostly my in-laws. They're, they're just like – and it's kind of embarrassing. And I will send notes uh-huh. to my siblings and say, hey, whether you like it or not, they represent our family. Can you please not have them post every right. two seconds? And <laughs> They just laugh, and they're like, we're trying to control them. Oh, that's great. All right, so you've got this political spectrum. You've been told not to talk politics, which Yeah, which got broken immediately. Oh, of course. Like, no one can control themselves. But, you know, (laughs) they're all like, uh, it was just. So what was the best fight? Oh, I think there was a fight because they said, don't discuss politics. (laughs) And then, of course, the particular group who was on the losing side couldn't help but talk about politics and it was pretty innocuous it was about we have a couple college-age kids okay and two of them and the question is which state did they vote in so one has got a colorado residence in new hampshire college yeah so both in play states yeah and he voted in colorado and then one has a california residence in arizona college Ooh, yeah swing and, states well not really but well, arizona yeah. arizona not they thought it was yeah. but it really wasn't <laughs> um but so that question came up and then um you know it was brought up by uh people who were uh i think it's brought up by my, my one of my sisters and you know very 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 liberal and um you know so she brings it up she talks about it it dominates the dinner conversation and she's oh we got to stop talking about this i'm like well why do you bring up topics 
that and then put an end to it. You're the one who started this conversation. Yeah, totally. And then, you know. Well, was it getting nasty? Like, why did she want to stop it? No, she just got nervous. Like, I was like, oh, this is going on too long. Something wrong could happen. Okay. And it's just like there's like a complete thought police thing going on. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's very bizarre. Um, and then like, so you remember my brother-in-law, the one I really like? Yes. Yeah. The one you talked about in yeah. like episode two or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there were a couple things happened. So number one, he, after the election, went into like crazy, I'm going to post 24-7 mode. So he's posting like 24-7 mode with just asinine stuff. And all about like the downfall of America now that Trump has been elected? Mostly like Nazi Germany comparisons, which are just like, you know, it's not really fair for people who've been through genocide or been through horrible times to complete everything to genocide. It's not like, it's not where I would start. (laughs) So, So I would write things to him like, oh, blank, blank. You are so wise. Can you write a dissertation and send it out and share your photos broadly with all your Facebook friends on what could be done to, you know, make sure this never happens again? And he posted so, this on his Facebook page. On his Facebook page. <laughs> and then, I'm surprised he didn't unfriend you. <laughs> maybe it did happen. I think, like... Did he? Wait, did it happen? Did he unfriend you? Well, it's unclear because... <laughs> because... I don't like posting on politics on Facebook because yeah, I, agree. I just think it's like people are crazy, crazy yeah. people. Yeah. And like I don't want to hear your crazy opinions. Um, if you well, want to have a conversation like we're having where we can actually talk, that's great. But Facebook is largely about people ignoring each other widely. So um, – Yeah. Well, and there's no reading. Like people don't read the articles you post. Peter, my husband, keeps trying to do politics on Facebook and he just did one yesterday. Yeah. And I'm like, forget it. No, I'm well aware of this. Yeah, they don't read, and people just want to yell. I don't know. They just want to just fight on Well, well that, that brings up something interesting. So Peter, who's my lifting partner, <laughs> who's looking very trim and fit. I know, right? He's, He's looking very trim weight. and fit. I know, it's annoying. Um, He's almost my weight. How depressing is that? Oh, my God. He'll be less than you step it up. I know he will. I mean, he's going to be <laughs> an incredibly shrinking man. So um, anyway, uh, you know, he gets all uppity in the, in the gym, and he's like, you know, people don't, um, you know, listen to anyone else. And like, he thinks sure. that just because he's a respected guy on Facebook and that he posts out there that people will take himself to take him seriously. Yeah. So he um, talked about a little experiment yesterday about how he was going to post an article about how Trump had been accused of something that he didn't do. Now, Peter's not a Trump fan, didn't vote for Trump. Yeah. You know, in general, uh, you know, because I am a uh, – I like to argue and I like to fight and I like to – Opposing contrarian views, you know, I'll end up ending up on the Trump side of things because he's on the opposite side. But, you know, if it was someone who was a hardcore conservative, I might go the other way just because it's, you know, the way to kind of have right, fun. Just to argue. But what he did post, because I think it, he posted, there's this thing going around comparing, um, did Trump really mock a disabled person? Yeah. And are those hand gestures just Trump's hand gestures or was he mocking a disabled person? And it was an interesting article, I thought. And uh, is it So really- I, I had seen this forever, which is that. Uh, Trump did not mock the gentleman who was uh, the uh, – I think he's a paraplegic or something because he uh, makes the same fl- arm flailing movements rapidly when he's disparaging anyone who is, he thinks is just getting in a tissy about something or another. Right. And then there's a zillion examples of him. He's kind of – he has these mock little things at his things. Okay, but he's clearly mocking – 
disabled people. No, he's mocking he's, people who freak out about things. Right, but don't and you so, think his hand gestures when he does that is mo- is mocking the mentally retarded, the retarded no, or mentally no, ill? No, no, Oh, I totally do. I no, don't no. Know. Have you ever seen things that like where people freak out and they throw their arms and they go yeah, crazy? They don't do the actions he did. Those no, actions are absolutely so. There's a great the thing. Ill. There's joke or whatever. There's a common way that you portray people who you think are losing their minds as losing control of their physical abilities. Those and hand good. gestures that he did and the way he did it. Okay, so he I, did it to do, he did it to mock lots of different he people does. who don't have who don't have disabilities. That's right. So, so here's where I'll give you a point. I don't know if he was intentionally mocking that one man, but I do believe that his hand gestures are totally insensitive and thoughtless. And I do believe he's mocking people who are who can't control their limbs. I do feel like it's completely insensitive that he's doing a mockery. Hold on, have you ever seen a person freak out and have like? A yeah, kid they have don't a put their arm way up like here. You they don't, don't have, do what he, he was did. Flailing that, his arms. No. Do you no. ever see a kid have a tantrum where they flail their arms and they like they throw hissy? Fits? Yeah, they don't do it like Trump did. And oh. you know what? They're not running for president, and now they are president. Well, God save America. Anyway, like this brings back something that like I know we have a lot to cover. <laughs> Maybe. All right, so a couple interesting yeah, things. Yes, so back to your house. What happened? Anything exciting happened or no? So, uh, no, not really. No? The, the most right. interesting thing is this. Yeah. Um, my brother throws something which he calls the uh, men's luncheon, and it's awesome. So oh, 21 to 22 guys come. I love Everyone that. brings a bottle of wine, not for our booze. <laughs> Everybody brings a bottle of wine, and we drink, uh, oh, once again, never learning my lesson. <laughs> Turn I will never be off. good at media because I don't even know how to turn my phone off. Let me turn it off right now. Anyway, uh, once again, uh, well, no. So he throws this luncheon. It's a great luncheon. It's been going on for about five years. Yeah. And 21 guys came, 17 of them pretty hardcore R's, and four wow. libs. And uh, one of the interesting libs we have was a guy who works in the State Department. And he's a pretty senior guy, oh, and he's a sensitive guy. And we have to go around the table, and you have to make a stock pick. You have to break predictions. You have to make a stock uh, pick, and you have to make a political prediction. Wait, a stock? Like stock? This is that the you stock buy? that's going to do well. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so there's an economic slash investment prediction, yeah. and then there's a political prediction. Okay. And then you get graded on what your predictions were last year, <laughs> and you kind of like so – Well, brother? my brother MCs. <laughs> That's awesome. And then he goes and says, okay, you know, yeah. Joe Smith, you said the following things were going to happen. And it's pretty funny because people are so badly wrong. <laughs> like two years ago. Has anyone ever been right? Oh, yes. So no one predicted Trump. But uh, my brother, who's a smart guy, uh, predicted Brexit. And he was the only one who predicted Brexit. Okay. Um, two years ago, I said Bitcoin would be the number one thing you could invest in. And, you know, Bitcoin is kind of this alternative payment method, yeah. which is, you know, can't be hacked. And it went down 200%. Oh, my God. But last year, it went up like 300%. So I was just a year off. Like, I was Damn. like, I was a swing. But, like, uh, you've got to pick something with high volatility if you really want to be, you know, have bragging rights. Yeah. Um, but uh, interesting things that we heard were um, – so the guy who worked in the um, – under Kerry is a smart, very smart guy. Yeah. He's a good sport. Everyone told him he's a good sport. But he was under a lot of pressure because a lot of things came out, like the Israel proclamation. So you remember there was this whole yeah. thing about Israel where we did – you know, we allowed the UN and we did not vote? Yes. So are we really being good allies to – so what is a UN proclamation? It means nothing, Right. 
right. means that people say, oh, we don't like what you're doing. Right. It has um, no It has power. no real yeah. power, but it's kind of an embarrassment, right? It's like tisk, tisk, tisk. Yeah. Like a censor, you know, like, you know, in, in politics, you know, it's like a tisk, tisk, tisk thing. Um, so he gave him, like, asked him about that. And, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, Israelis, you know, he basically took the position that, you know, they have to give the Palestinians their own property because, you know, otherwise they're running a, you know, not really a democracy. And kind of everyone came back and said, no, that's not the case. They're the only democracy in that area, which spurred a lot of conversation. Yeah. Um, he tried to defend the Syria position, but it's a tough position to oh, defend, yeah. right? Because, you know, he basically said, oh, we have non-intervention. The interesting thing that came up um, is, you know, he talked about, um, Russian bias and yeah. kind of Russia. And he said, well, this is horrendous. Russia got involved. But even there, that's a hard conversation to have for a lot of reasons. Uh, number one, um, this has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the administration did nothing about it till after the fact. Um, and yeah. the reason they did nothing about it probably was the fact that, hey, they didn't want to, like, exacerbate the situation in yeah. Syria or they didn't want to kill the Russian reset. But uh, my point to him was a little different, which is um, we are spying the United States on our allies. We've been caught doing this. We've been caught doing it with Germany. We've been caught doing it in other places. Our allies are spying on us. Right. It's well known. We spy on everyone. Everyone spies on us. Um, the CIA, which uh, you know has an intelligence faction to it where we gather information, also has been involved for years in trying to change governments, sway elections, oh, totally. and do different Especially things. Especially in the 80s. We were atrocious in the 80s. Well, no, that's just a definition of what they do. So I find it funny that anyone would think it was not par for the course that uh, uh, people would try to affect our elections as we've tried to affect everyone else's elections. No, we have not tried to affect first world country elections. We have tried to affect impact third world countries i don't believe that's true at all i believe we constantly go and we push um the u.s throws their uh throws their weight behind different elections on one thing to do we threw it behind the israeli elections where we try to get you know the the non-netanyahu guys in and that is a common thing that gets done by governments okay besides israel we don't do it in europe we don't do it how do you know we don't do it no problem with the russian hacking no, I just think it's commonplace, and I think this happens, really? and I think— And it's okay? Well, I know for a—well, f- we know for a fact that uh, China is big hackers. We know for a but- fact that the Russians are big hackers. We know for a fact we have our own guys who go and de- break stuff. Right, so- but it's one thing to hack a bunch of Yahoo accounts. It's another thing to hack intelligence to get to and then impact an election through— Fake news, I don't think I'm a conspiracy. E- I don't think I'm you a conspiracy bo- theorist here. I don't think I'm a conspiracy theory here to say that it is common practice for stuff like this to happen um, at all times and disinformation to get spread by interested parties. And wow, oh, I don't believe on this scale. And it's the first. I do believe this is the okay, first time. In so, America. so here's the other thing, which is I always yeah. go back to this, which is funny, which is WikiLeaks. By the way, it's it's unclear how many actors were involved in this. I've heard yeah. all the theories that, and we can talk about crazy ass theories because there's those too. WikiLeaks has, you know, basically intimated that it was the NSA who did it, so that it was internal yeah. factors inside the United States. 
So lots of people say there are different oh, people know. who could, who knows, right? Because they're rumors. Well, but 17 agencies did come out and say Hold it was on. the 17 Russians. 17 agencies said Russians were doing hacking. It doesn't mean other people were doing hacking. It doesn't mean Russians come. And this brings up all this kind of wow. stuff or comes up with, which is um, what can we take as fact and what can we take as rumor? Oh, rumor-er? God, right? Media so, bias. Media bias yep. and this whole thing. So yep. so the one final point on the uh, – the one final point on the – well, not I'm sure it won't be the final one. But on this hacking thing, which is – it goes back to it, which is um, the WikiLeaks stuff that came out portrayed the Democrats in a very bad light. But what I've never heard is that what was in WikiLeaks wasn't true. In fact, that they said there was no proof in that report that it well, wasn't. That no, it was wasn't. I actually don't think it portrayed Democrats in a bad light at all. It was very much campaign stuff. Well, you don't think that you don't think that Debbie Wasserman Schultz pushing oh, Hillary, Hillary versus Bernie, Bernie, yes. Bernie is a problem. Yeah, that everybody knew that was going on. You don't think it's a problem on. for Donna Brazil to leak the questions to Hillary no. before debate? Uh, I'm not sure how true that was. Well, CNN fired her for it, and CNN Jeff Sucker oh was God. on Did record. They really? for, yes. Oh, that's pretty bad. Jeff they Sucker, her, yeah. is that his name? Was yeah. on record of saying that this was All disgraceful right. behavior. Okay, so she did that, and then Wasserman was just a schmuck who tried to get Hillary to win versus Bernie. That was bad. However, everybody knew that was going on. I don't think anything that they did was so atrocious that it was like <gasps> shocking. This is what the Democrats did. It was typical politics. I think most of the stuff that came out, especially in Podesta's emails, was the inner workings of politics. So the election was lost. Well, there was a lot of reasons the election exactly. was lost. Exactly. But the number that. one reason the election was lost was that uh, they didn't put the resources in the three states where they needed to put the resources. She never once visited Wisconsin. So that's just like, how could you claim, oh, I got screwed by you know this, that, this, and that, when you didn't even visit the state that oh, you lost listen, at a critical listen, one? And I, and I can't go down the Hillary Road because she's done. But the whole... Um, I don't think she didn't lose just because. Is she done? Are we going to see her again as the mayor of New York? Well, good for them if they put her in. But anyway, I don't want to go down Hillary. So let's discuss media bias, though, because that's interesting. See, here's where everything is so confusing now, because you've got all this fake news. Then you have real news. You really have to sort it out of what's the truth, what isn't. And what yesterday... BuzzFeed? Is that what it's called? BuzzFeed released... So BuzzFeed... So so allegedly there are some – and this is so funny because when I get in this room, I always end up being the Trump defender. And you are the Trump defender. Oh, in this room, I am. But in other <laughs> in rooms, I'm like, are. no, no, not at all. Not You're at all. You're not defending Trump somewhere? No, because I – look, look, I, look. Nothing is, nothing is like, you know, absolute on these things. I've made it clear he wasn't my candidate. I made it clear there are other guys I preferred. I would say that when – he does bad. I had the conversation with your husband. So BuzzFeed comes out yesterday and releases uh, information which they say is unsubstantiated. Right. Which and is they not said, cool. Which they say basically and says, that. okay, um, Trump, uh, Trump's attorney uh, went to Czechoslovakia to go and negotiate with the Russians on this date and did this thing and this. And they said that uh, the Russians are trying to blackmail Trump because he had sexual romps with golden, golden showers. showers. So there's lots of problems with this. So you put out a report and say there are these unsubstantiated yep. rumors. So they're rumors. Anyone can make up a rumor. Right. And they, they, they come out and say these are unsubstantiated rumors. But they said our job is just to report the news and let the people decide. See, that's but not, if you, you put can't. a rumor out yeah, there, which is unsubstantiated – that automatically comes right. fact. And we talked about this right. with you. When you had the issues 
with the PI and all this stuff and rumors and saying, oh, that somehow you had done something illegal. You've done nothing wrong. Yeah, during StripperGate. So, so give some rumors background. come out about well, you that you've done illegal things. So this is – I'm really torn on the media bias and on Trump's response to the media. Sometimes his hatred for the media, I, I'm like, go get him because when StripperGate came out – and I think that's maybe episode two. You can listen to that. But that was where – Episode three. Episode, th- was it episode three. So everybody? we weren't even allowed to use the term. <laughs> what? We can get into why we weren't allowed to use the term. Strippergate. Oh, Strippergate. Yeah, we can use the term. So, but when Strippergate came out, the press was so out to get me because I wasn't one of them that they were insinuating, they would imply, they did a headline, the Seattle PI, which is now defunct, did a headline. Oh, God, I forget what it was. It was literally something like uh, insinuating that we were guilty of taking money. That was illegal, which we never did. The prosecutor came out and said the three city council members were just idiots. They didn't know what they were doing. We never did anything anything illegal whatsoever. As soon as it was even intimated that the money may be tainted, all three of us gave back the money. All this, and if you were to go back now and read the news articles from the Seattle PI and the Seattle Times, you would 100% come to the conclusion that the three of us were did something illegal. And then they also had, so you've got news stories, and then you've got, quote, guest columns, opinion pieces. It's all murky, right? So there was a guest columnist, um, Tim Burgess, who's now on the city council, who wrote constantly insinuating that I did something illegal and that I was a criminal. He could do that. I actually went to a First Amendment lawyer to go after the press because I was like, how can they say these? How can they have headlines like this? How can he say this stuff? Like, nothing happened. The, the prosecutor, everybody who investigated this said we did nothing wrong. And yet they can use inflammatory language to insinuate. Um, and he said, you're screwed. As a public official, they can pretty much say anything they want. You can't do a damn thing about it. So now you go to Trump, right? And, and here you got these articles. And there is a lot of stuff that if you actually dissect it, did he really say that, or are you implying that he said, or are you intimating that he said that? Well, let's start with the rumors thing. So this is kind of what a conversation I had with your husband, uh, my other, uh, I your, guess my other wife. My other wife. <laughs> so you cannot, um, there's so many things you can go after people on that are legitimate. And then people always go and say, okay, we'll go after the most salacious thing that can't get proven. And that's completely unfair right. to people because rumors get started about you. They're proven until they're actually, you know, not proven. So do media have ethics on what they can release? Well, BuzzFeed says, no, it's up to right. the public. We're doing the public a service because we're going to throw an unsubstantiated rumor out there. But there are a million of unsubstantiated rumors about Barack Obama that aren't true. Yeah. And is that cool yeah. when those go out there? And there's a million. When I ran for Medina City Council, um, uh, my opponent, um, who was a real piece of work, real piece of work, <laughs> <laughs> big L, uh, loser, um, he went and we had just gone through a horribly difficult uh, experience where we got sued by a police chief for wrongful termination. Yeah. And in the end, guy got nothing, case got thrown out. Nothing was proven, you know, because yep. it wasn't wrongful termination. He was an at-will employee, which, you know, there were lots of things which basically the jury decided, said we could terminate him for. Um, but the guy who was running against me spread, uh, you know, basically wrote a big 
dissertation and posted it on Facebook saying that I was best friends with the new police chief and that we had worked, we went to high school together, and that we had worked together in case to um, get, you know, slander one of these other police chiefs, police employees that had um, supported the old police chief and that okay. we were out to get him. Yeah. Oh. But I didn't know the police chief. I didn't go to high school with him. Wow. Like, basically, this is how stupid it was. There was another bald guy who went to high school <laughs> with them, and that guy uh, was basically a case of mistaken identity. And wow. that they said that uh, um, I had been meeting with this guy, the police chief, to plot a strategy on how to get rid of this one officer who had been supporting, you know, this old police chief. Yeah. So this rank-and-file guy. And this is a proof of how we were abusing power. Wow. Did but he do this in print or at forums? No, he did it on Facebook. Oh, on Facebook. On Facebook. Wow. And then um, the guy wouldn't take it down because, you know, he was very obstinate. And then, yeah. you know, I'm like, here's, here's a copy of my uh, diploma from, you know, Concord Academy in Massachusetts <laughs> during the years. I don't think I went to Inter, Inter Lake High or wherever he said I went to. Wow. And I've never met this guy. Okay. I can tell you anything about but it. that's an, a political opponent trying to go after you. Now, that's different but to it was me than driven. the Seattle Times no, or the New York Times writing totally But here, here's the thing. People create factual. fake rumors about yeah. people all the time. And then, you know, you have to go and defend yourself yeah, against you fake rumors. And what you find out about people who create fake rumors yeah. is they're scum. Yeah. And basically, don't you feel like people who create well, this number okay, scum? Okay, but I think of BuzzFeed. Okay, BuzzFeed is not a real news organization, right? They claim to okay. be. They sit in the White House really? press briefing. Oh, wow. Because to me, they're not a real news organization. What it becomes – so, and because of the internet, I expect any Vox, MIC – like there's tons of places out there that can come up with any cockamate. Like I don't think of that as real news. Where it gets really challenging is the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Daily News. What responsibility do they have? And I do have to say – I think that the New York Times was really pushing it on some stuff. They clearly have an agenda. I think that they were really twisting it and putting headlines that were not representative of what some of the stuff that Trump wants to do is. And you've seen them change. Have you noticed? They've actually changed. They're being way more responsible. A couple of things have happened, right? Number one, the unbelievable happened, which is Donald Trump is president. (laughs) God save America. Well, we can get into why he's president, but the— uh, I still—I just have to say every time, God save America. So Donald Trump is president. Yeah. So um, are you going to create a adversarial relationship with a guy who you have to cover, which means you won't get scoops, right. which means you won't get these things? That's right. The other thing, there's been a clash of business models with The New York Times. So in the old days—all newspapers. Yeah. In the old days— when the New Yorks, when they were very highly profitable, um, journalistic ethics um, could be taken more seriously because uh, they were highly profitable and they could say, hey, we hold these lofty ideas. Right. Well, and there, weren't, there wasn't as much competition. Now with the internet, you've yeah. got tons of competition. So now you have things where you have people who say, oh, I want to hear my position over and over again. Yeah. That's why I hate Facebook. Yeah. People want to go and say, hey, let's pile on and give 1,000 likes to some guy who posts something. Because it follows what I believe in. That's right. And so people, the New York Times has fallen victim, to, like every other media organization, of the fact that um, they have to give their audience what they like. So why is it that um, Fox hires conservative uh, newscasters? Oh, well, that's their demographic. Because it's their yeah, demographic. totally. And why is it that MSNBC hires liberal newscasters? Because it's their demographic. Right. And so your demographic he- wants to hear what you want to hear. 
Right. Which basically means but, that you'll push the most crazy things. But that's okay to me for if you've got a talking head up there, right? I mean, you got Joe Scarborough on uh, the what, Morning Joe, who I love, right? He says who what he is. He's a Republican, where his positions are. The talking heads on all these stations to me are very different because those are their opinions. They're not news people, right? They're not – Rachel Maddow is not a news person. She's a, a, a personality who's commentary. got a show, a commentary, right? So you're, that's going to be biased. It's in the printed stuff where I think they have to be really careful. So I've been re- – I actually switched from off the New York Times because I was like, I don't – I really do want to know just the facts, damn it. Like, like I'm getting frustrated of what's real, what isn't real. And I do find the Washington Post to be the best so far of if you read their articles and they will say unsubstantiated. Like even over this issue, I read their article on, uh, on the new releases out of BuzzFeed. But isn't it like a case-by-case basis where you have so many people who work for these organizations – and then your organization is not defined by those who show journalistic integrity. It's defined by the whack jobs who push something else. So I always see like when – God, I, I got to get off this Facebook thing. It's just terrible. Why? I always see these people on Facebook say, oh, Fox News, this person said this. But I never hear, well, MSNBC said that and that because maybe just – But that's because you're not friends with them on Facebook. <laughs> like that no, I don't have any friends. conservative friends. I all have like super <laughs> ultra-liberal that's friends. Right. You know the city you live in, right? <laughs> We're blue-blue. So I'm trying to remember who it was. There's like – there's a guy who's actually a rocket scientist. No BS. He worked for NASA. He's a very, very smart guy. And eventually I had to turn off his feeds on Facebook yeah. because he was just annoying me too much. But he would um, – I don't know how this came up. But there was a um, story about date rape on campus and how it was an epidemic and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And um, – because the um, – basically they had the ultra-liberal. And the ultra-liberal started defending the college administrators and what, how they did it because he was basically saying, oh, well, they have to defend justice. There has to be a system. Whatever he took. This, right. I didn't think it was this crazy stance. But he took this. And the rocket scientist from NASA went off about how this was another example of an evil conservative on Fox News, you know, you know, you know pushing you know, an anti-woman's issue. And I was like, well, I said to him, I said, hold on. This guy ran Democratic election after Democratic election. He's he's their talking liberal voice. Right. And you're giving him a hard time. He's like, he's no longer a Democrat. He's oh on that God. station. And but you gave up his Democratic rights when he joined <gasps> Fox News. Oh, see, that's not right. But this is that, what know, happened. So remember how Fox News got banned in my house? Yeah. I couldn't stop. I couldn't <laughs> stop. I went back to my crack addiction. So – are you still married to the same woman? No, I turned it on. <laughs> what do you do it in the middle of the night while everyone's asleep? Well, before I was doing that, but then I decided, like, I was like, <laughs> screw this. It's my house, too. I can watch what I want. And all hell broke loose. Of course. Like, you are supporting <laughs> this misogynistic <laughs> network that's so horrible. I said, well, I have all these female anchors. And they're like, that no, they doesn't don't. count. Not anymore, they don't. Well, they they're lost all one. jumping. No. They lost uh, Greta and Megan Kelly. Way to go, Megan so, Kelly. So, well, that's another thing, right? So Greta. Uh, Greta's going to MSNBC. Well, she's on MSNBC. Yeah. I like Greta. Yeah. But a couple things about Greta. Greta uh, ain't the most scintillating of hosts. Yeah. And Greta pushed for more money. Yeah. So her, her ratings were not really Up good. For the money, yeah. And so she wanted more money, okay. and they said, okay, we won't renew your contract. Right, but Fox News, who do they have? What women do they have? Well, have Just you watched The Five? 
Have you watched? Well, no, uh, no. I mean, who has their own show? Because they always have the cute little blondes with the short skirts. So, so there's runs, one. She runs the morning. Okay. Uh, they have kind of the five, or if they have a, they have kind of like a view competitor. Where it's four women. Yeah, no, that no, goes but I don't mean those. I think when they. Who's well, the primetime show? shows, there's only, there's only three primetime shows. You got O'Reilly. So they've got O'Reilly, they've got uh, Hannity. Yeah. And then they had to fill a third slot. And this is a great thing. So. Because that was Megan's, right? That was Megan's. Yeah, Megan Kelly's. Okay. So they filled the spot. Oh, yeah. Carlson. With Tucker Carlson. Yeah. So Tucker Ugh. Carlson. I love Tucker Carlson. <laughs> so Tucker Carlson is like this. 45-year-old, 50-year-old preppy. Yeah. And he, um, he's he got sweeping brown hair. Yeah. And does he wear the bow? He used to wear a bow tie bow constantly. <laughs> so he was on MSNBC. He was on CNN. <laughs> and he's like the straight guy from like, like not straight guy, but he was straight out of like, you know, the, the caricature of like a Dartmouth conservative, like yeah. a preppy conservative. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, he uh, he got the new show. And the reason he got the new show is because he had an a earlier show and his ratings were through the roof. Now, it turns out, of the three, he's the best. But he's also the most in-your-face and argumentative. So, anyway, uh, all right, all right. he's been, like, railing on people and they go crazy. So, I've been telling my wife that this is the man she should have married. And she goes ballistic. I was like, you shouldn't have married me. You should have married this guy. Look how handsome and successful he is. And he argues even better than I do. And she gets so mad. All right, so, so you have Fox News now on your hat. What were well, you, no, you because then there was another oh. blowout. Oh, she went crazy. <laughs> you got to sneak it on your phone. So, so I think, like, the whole thing has come up with um, how, how much should you appease your spouse? And I know that you are, like, Peter is telling me all the time, that I'm an idiot because I don't appease her, my spouse and I need to change my topic on how I deal with her and to agree with her and just to make her happy. Well, I don't know if you need to agree to make her happy. What you probably do that Peter doesn't do as much is constant antagonizing. Like, I bet you're just needling her all the time. You're sitting down to dinner. You're throwing zingers. You'll say snide comments. Like, I bet you're just constantly zinging her. And she fights back. She zings you back. Whereas what Peter... But if someone says an asinine statement, I'm not saying she says asinine statements all the time. Oh, I'm but sure if she someone, does. We all do. If someone says an asinine statement, um, should you just take it or should you push back? Depends. You can't do that all day long. I mean, I'll push back on certain things. So my mom has a phrase, which I love. I've you've been using it for probably 20 years now. You can't save the stupid. I love that phrase. I've never heard it. It is the best phrase. I mean, we joke around. It should be on the money. It should be on our dollar bills. You right. cannot save the stupid. Of, Am I really going to argue this point? Who gives a shit? Well, this is Who why cares? I won't argue on Facebook. Right. Oh, no, Facebook, so you religious. can't argue on fa- Facebook. But this is yeah. my most important relationship in my in my life with my Yes. Spouse. So there you've got so to be strategic. How, but but if you hear stuff that is blatantly wrong. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? So this has brought up a funny thing, which is, you know this famous term, happy wife, happy life. Yes. Not true in your house. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> or at least you're not cluing in on how to do the happy wife thing. <laughs> well, this has brought up a funny thing. So... I've heard from a person who's very close to me that he calls that Taliban politics. Taliban politics? So basically, your wife is saying, unless you do exactly what I say, I'm going to make your life miserable and you will pay. 
And that is like, okay. that's what he thinks happy well, wife, that's happy really life. Par- that's really taking it to the extreme. I think it's more of everybody should, first of all, I think everybody should be happy and keep, keep, keep the lady happy. Don't be a total pain in the ass all the time. Like, that's different than giving in to everything. Look, we, the problem is with you, I guarantee, and I don't know this for sure because I don't have a webcam in your house, you're needling her all the time on everything. You don't strategize. I needle Peter. I love needling Peter. But I do it once in a while. Not every day. Not five times a day. Just enough. Do you think you bully him? Peter? Oh, not at all. No, because I think, first, no. Because a bully has a mean intent, Right. So I've heard stories about Peter when he told me when he first got married. Yeah. That he'd be in a room reading, and you'd turn the lights off on him. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he doesn't even exist. He's not yeah. important enough for you. <laughs> no. He's not important <laughs> enough for you to even acknowledge that he's worthy of having light. You don't want to waste the kilowatt hour on him. You know, I really didn't. <laughs> There'd be times I would just lay on top of him thinking I was on the couch. <laughs> No, that's not bullying. What are you getting your period? How is that bullying? <laughs> okay, now that bullying is an interesting. So he said he'd be watching a basketball game. He'd come and just turn the channel, like he didn't even exist. <laughs> like, like he's like. <laughs> do you consider him I a had... second class citizen? Is he a second class citizen in his house? Is there a tier in your household? Definitely. And you're there on top of There is definitely a tear. Yes. So you changed the channel on yes. purpose or because you don't even acknowledge his presence? Well, first of all, when we first got married, I had been single a long time. So it took me a while to adjust to another human being there. He no, says you still the only, do it. The only time I do that is when it's bedtime and I got to get a show on for the kids. I never have done that unless it's for the kids. Went Right? Am I right? Yes. Well, I'm on, totally on, right. He's on. in the room, so I'm asking Hold on. So sometimes the other thing I hear is this. When you think... You have a time constraint. You go into commandant mode where you bark orders at all the kids and you bark orders at him like he's on the same level and he has to follow the same thing. Absolutely. So you do. Oh, my God. Do you know? How is that not a bully? Because there's no mean intention. Because it's not mean. That is a matter of being productive. Do you realize nothing would get done in this house if I didn't have to bark orders at two kids who take 20 minutes to put the damn shoes on and a husband who takes 30 minutes to put his shoes on? Are you kidding me? But I me? think he's more like – so like, like – like, look, everyone has their strengths. I wouldn't want to do the podcast with Peter. I think you're incredibly – you've got a lot of strengths. You've got a lot of good things. Some ways that you know we share many – some qualities very similar. That's right. Um, and we probably share some weaknesses. I would consider Peter – to be a more structured and organized person than you are. Um, uh, so why wouldn't he be more effective at getting things done than you? First of all, he was so unorganized. He was a disaster when I married him. I mean, didn't pay his bills, didn't even pick up his mail. Our na- his neighbor, the 96-year-old guy, Bob, who's a sweetheart, used to bring his mail in for him. And he, wouldn't, he was just a disaster. To his credit, in the last couple of years, he has set up systems. He's gotten way more system-oriented and set up great systems of organizing. He's been great. So he's changed a lot. However, And this is all because you're a great influence? Absolutely. No, actually, I think this is all him doing it. I have no idea why he's done it. But I really appreciate it. Like, he's set up for the kids. And he's, he's really good now. So does you think that he's happy? Why do you think he tries to make you happy? Because he's a good person? Or do you think because he gets better? That's marriage. You, well, first of all, everybody wants to make each other happy if you're married. I think men do it for nookie. And women do it so that they can get what they want. Right? We so all do, do you use uh, nookie as a way to get what you want? 
Sure. You do. Everybody does. Yes, I absolutely do. I don't think men I will share embrace the that. same. I don't think well, we have I the g- same power. But it would be nice if we I did. guarantee Peter has some decent behavior and is being kinder to me at times and to, to try to get some sweet love. Right? I mean, come on. That goes on Do in every marriage. Do you think Peter gets in conflicts at the gym and at, like other places because <laughs> you're bullying Peter? him <laughs> and in real life and that he has to act, act out when he's not around First, you? <laughs> no. First of all, I am not bullying my husband. Number one. Okay. Are you bullying Melissa? No. No. Just the opposite. Is Melissa bullying this you? Is absolutely <laughs> bullying me. I'm absolutely bullied in my own. Which is really funny because I have been accused for such a long time. Of being a bully. Like, yeah. like it happens a lot. So, like, in politics, whenever I publicly say something that differs from what someone is saying, like, it's slightly bullying. So, like, sometimes, like, like someone will make an asinine statement. I'll say, well, you were arguing the same thing five minutes uh, – the opposite thing five minutes ago. Which is it? Right. In fact, there was this whole thing yesterday. We had a, a council meeting. We have a city manager who I like. He's okay. He's good. He's good. Um, and – our contract for fire is coming up. Oh, for, for the fire department. For, so we outsource our fire. Oh. So Bellevue gives us our new our, our new bill proposal, which is forty percent higher. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. And what Bellevue says is, suck on it, Medina. Well, pretty much. <laughs> but what Bellevue says is, we have um, all these areas that aren't getting service, so we need to reinvest in capital infrastructure, open more things. And open more things. Yeah. However, we are someone who gets service from them. Yeah. And the police chief comes up and says, your service will not change. No, it will not improve. So we're getting a bill which is significantly higher to have the same level of service. And basically, we're underwriting their development for other areas of Bellevue. You're Bellevue's bitch. Pretty much. <laughs> That's what Medina so, is. So, wow. so there are six, con- there's six different uh, cities that contract services. They pay 13% of the operating budget of yeah. Bellevue. So the formula comes up for how we pay for service. And there's three things that are in this formula. The first is number of calls. The second is population. And the third is assessed uh, real estate value. Oh, yeah. That third, you're, you're gonna, that's where you're going to get it. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like – I ask the guy, I'm like, do rich people deserve better service than poor people? Of course I know the answer to this is no. He's going to say everyone deserves the same amount of service. And so I say, okay, so why would assessed value of property come into how we pay for an yeah, outsourced that's service? Why is that? What do you say? Well, the city manager is just like, well, this is just the way things are done in government. I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like a good yeah. way things are done. And by the way, this isn't our policy. We're given a formula on how we pay for services. And my take was, look – we, as a receiver of services, should push back against that because it should be based on number of calls and population. Yep, totally. And, um, you know, there. well, this is just the way things are done in government. Well, I don't think that's a satisfactory answer. Yeah. And so do you feel like you're being bullied? Like, what does this have to do with no. bullying? When I said to him, I said, do you, how can you defend that? Yeah. I think some people feel like, well, you're being tough on him. Is that bullying? Are so, you serious? Yes. Oh, this is the problem. So, okay, so this is the problem. Kids, right? Yeah. My kids, actually, Caitlin's like obsessed with bullies. Yeah. Bullies, that was bullying. Oh, she actually said Matthew, her bullying brother, bullied her the other day. at all today like it used to when we were kids. Okay, so it was what 10 is times bullying? Worse. What do you think of as bullying? When I was a kid, 
um, uh, a kid a year above me gave me a wedgie right. uh, on, the, uh, on the hockey bus because he could. And they just did it. And they did it to all the kids yep. that were one year younger. I got thrown off a uh, like a second story window or something <gasps> like thing balcony, oh like into a hedge. Right by kids. By kids. Yeah. And they're older yep. kids. Because I went to all boys school. Just because that's the way things went down. Yep. And um, all right. So wait. So if that's the way things go down, if that's an all boys school, that's part of the culture. Is that bullying or that's just hazing crap? That's just part. Well, of it, it was hazing, and clearly it's it's not something that probably should go on. But I just have a higher bar of what is bullying and what isn't bullying. Yeah. So do you think there has to be a mean intent? No. It isn't just because... being a jerk. It's, it's a mean. Look, I think – here's this. I think if you put yourself out there and make an argument and someone intellectually bests you, um, that's not bullying. That's just like, hey, be prepared for what you step into. Um and uh, kids, I think kids are good today because I think kids are respectful of other people who have differences, yeah. which are good. Yep. But uh, look, real life isn't fair. But they're kind of being coddled. Yes. Real life I isn't mean, fair. Have you ever heard that term, life yeah. isn't fair? Oh, totally. Yep. Uh, do you yep. use it with your kids? Because it really isn't. Yeah, no. Oh, absolutely. We totally do. I always say life isn't fair. And then we always play, I play uh, Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want. You right. can't get what they want. Yeah, it isn't fair. Um, but I think that teaching them respect, but, like, that's not bullying. Like, they define everything as bullying. We use this constantly to troll my wife in the household, is every time my wife says something we don't like, my, you know, like my, my kids say, bullying, bullying. Oh and then the other thing we use is this funny word is triggered. So whenever she gets mad about something, yeah. they say, you're triggered. So triggered is this new term, which is everyone who, like, goes crazy about something. Yeah. You know, and gets, like, r- ridiculous about something. You know, say, oh, they're triggered. Yeah. Um, so uh, we've just had, like, our household, we, like, we, it's just different because I, we don't believe she's bullying us one bit. Yeah. It's just funny because bullying is such an overused term. God, it really is. It's so such an overused term. we had term. our kids at a private school last year. Yeah. And one of the reasons why we – and we love the private school, right? Yeah. And the parent – everything was – it was all good. But one of my concerns was it was so protective. Everything was so easy and protective that it made me worried for him of – for the both of them, especially Matthew because he's older, of like, how are you going to handle conflict? Like, how are you going to handle a jerk? Because there is no jerk. Everybody's sweet. Everybody has to process everything. Everybody – and there's no name-calling. I have a really hard time with not name-calling. I really do because some people are jerks and it's okay. Stupid. Yes, I'm okay with stupid and jerks. You can use the word stupid. Oh, I mean, some of anyway. um, We moved him to a public school, and the first day was like traumatic to me. It was so fascinating. Of there's all these kids and there's these lockers and they're just are not lockers but these hooks and they're trying to put the hooks on. And he looked at me and he's like, "I can't get my backpack on." And I'm like, "Push the kids out of the way. Get in there." Yeah. And it just hit me of thank God. We moved him of, I can't have you that soft. Like, life is hard. There are challenges. Life is hard. Some people are jerks and some people are bullies. And if somebody is bullying you, but what is the real definition of bullying? Physically pushing, I mean, like, aggressive pushing. This happens a lot. People are weird on stuff like this. We had, um, we also had a child in private school, now in public school. Um, we laugh about how just different the environments are. Um, private so your schools, kids are older. 
So I have one that's in high school, one's in middle school. Okay. And the one that's in high school went to a, um, you know, three years for middle school for uh, for private school. Okay. So where's bullying fit into their schooling? Have you noticed a difference? Have they been bullied? Are they the bullies? No, no. Because I think kids are like, it's like whacked into their brains today just to be a lot nicer yeah. and a lot more accepting. Yeah. And um, there was this dumb movie, 21 Jump Street. And it was funny because <laughs> like... Uh, the, the popular kid who like was a jock, he kind of acted the role of a jerk because he was pr- playing that for as because he was like undercover, yeah. and no one liked him, and so like you know now <laughs> the, like there's this important thing, which is you know you're judged on how nice you are, which I think is great. I think yeah. that's great. I think that's a fantastic thing. I think the culture is moving. I do think totally. kids are soft. Because um, you see it where you have parents that are so protective of their kids. Yeah, the helicoptering. Yeah, the helicoptering. You have parents that are so protective that you get kids are soft. They don't know how to deal with real world situations. Yep. And um, when you pay for private school, you're not only paying for smaller classrooms. I actually don't think the education is any better. Um, I think you're paying for a safer environment. Yeah, totally. And, and that's okay. But in general, that safe environment at some point goes away. Because you're going to be with the masses when yep. you go to college, high school or college. Yep. So my older son now goes to um, public high school. It's great. It's been really good. We're super yeah. happy. But, you know, there are kids who swear in class. There are kids who yeah. have profane language. And they don't kick the kids out of class. They're just like, hey, you know, Billy, can you keep it down? We're trying to get some work done, you know. And, and the teachers just handle it well. They're yeah. kind of like, it's part of the thing. Yeah. Maybe in the South, like that, that, so, you know, you hear about horrible bullying, and maybe in the South or other parts of the country, it's really atrocious. Well, the one of the things I hear is that girls bully more than boys, and that there's more of a mean girl aspect. Yeah, that's, I would agree with than that. There's thing. And we've seen this, you know, from our brief exposure here, is that there, there is a much meaner set of things in the Bellevue area from what we've heard about girls yeah. as opposed to boys. I hate to admit this. As a feminist, which I know you hate that word, so I'm going to say it again. As a feminist. (laughs) But it's true. I hate that the genders are that different, but they really are. So why do you – this always comes back to it, too, because we get my poor wife, who's the uh, single female with, you know, three males in the household. Yeah. Um, Don't you think you should just be a strong person, not a strong woman? Why do you have to be – because, you know, now you're raising a boy and a girl. And I yes. assume you want both to be strong individuals. Yes, but I want Caitlin. I need Caitlin now to. Why be do you have to identify stronger? as your? Why do you have to identify your sex with your strength? Why can't you identify your mental strength and your mental intellect and all that with you know just being that's the person that I am? Um, don't you feel like you go down a dangerous road when you push, you know, this concept? And th- this is this other thing, right? Which is um, a little bit with bullying and life isn't fair. Everybody is born into life with advantages and disadvantages. Um, some people are really smart. Some people are really beautiful. Some people are great athletes. Some people are uh, great musicians. They come with these innate talents. Right. Um, when we try to identify individuals, not for their innate individuals and innate, innate abilities and innate uniqueness, but when we try to identify individuals with, I'm a strong woman, I'm a strong, you know, ex-male, um, Aren't we running into challenges? No. This is no, the debate I don't we have think so. No. Um, first of all, I believe in gender politics. Number one, women 
and reproductive rights is critical, right? We're the only ones who can give birth, so controlling how and when we give, we decide to have children is critical. Men can't do that. That's a whole, that's totally different. Number two, women are paid less, so it does matter. There's gender politics. Well, and every I, time they've done a real study on the wage gap, um, while it exists, it's incredibly smaller than people make out to be. Oh, come on. But, John, look at CEOs. Look at top positions. You still have, what, 1%, 2% of women in them? Well, you know, the CEOs that are women are doing – Marissa Meyer. No one's crying for Marissa Meyer. So you have people who do incredibly well. Um, and uh, my only point is this. Yeah. I'm not trying to say that that doesn't exist. But um, figures can be uh, manipulated, obviously, one way or another. Would you could do you consider Barack Obama misogynist? No. Okay, so Barack Obama paid his staff more the men on his staff than the women on his staff. Is it, so he's Wait, not a he misogynist. He paid the men more than the women. The men more than the women. How do you know that? Well, because it came out in a report. Oh, that's terrible. But hold on. But that is maybe yeah. the men had more experience, and maybe the men were twenty well, years of job. And that's what you have too. to know. That's right. And that's so what you have to. That is this is that's this what is you've got to drill down so to. You don't think he's a misogynist? No. But okay. if he was paying equal education, equal experience, but that's almost very that's hard to match. That's the whole thing. That's yeah, why these. That's, these, that's why this is why this gets hard to match up. I disagree. Which is but, if someone has ten years experience in a job, or someone takes two years off to go do something else, yeah. it gets hard to do apples right. to apples. Turns out Hillary Clinton, I think maybe it's Hillary, same thing happened. Um, which is you know they just paying them in because you know she probably wanted some senior guy who had a lot of experience, was really really qualified, and he he okay. warped the numbers. Look. There's so much proof that women are paid less and have been for forever. I don't want to argue every nip, everything on that because there's so much evidence of so that. So my nephew just came to me and said to me, do you believe there is a gender pay gap? This kid's 12. Yep. I yep. said, yeah, I think it is, but I don't think it's as big as people think. He goes, wow, that's exactly what our class found out, which is that they went and did a study that's on this. That's cool. And they said, you know, the gap was percentage, individual percentage points, not – Thirty percent, right? And and look, that might not be acceptable, but if you say, "Hey, it's thirty percent, and it's two percent or four percent," that's a big difference, right? Well, okay, so there's that, and then there's women and reproductive rights and reproductive health, right? Women are the only ones who can have children. So you're so going to a be- feminist uh, lecture tonight. tonight? I am. I'm psyched. It's Alice Walker's daughter, Rebecca Walker. I don't know much about. Okay, her. so you're and I'm bringing, bringing your my wife. wife. <laughs> Way to cause lots of marital problems, Judy. So, So when you do stuff like this. <laughs> you hate me? <laughs> yes, I hate you. Because so, so something that might come out of this yeah. is uh, a statement that says, oh, there's a 30% uh, gender gap in terms of pay. And I'll say, no, no, there's a 4% gap, which isn't acceptable. Right. And then all hell will break loose. Because I've suddenly saying, okay. see, so I'll, you, you know, you're believing right wing sources that are telling you this, and this so is, now I'm is, like, you shouldn't this argue this point. You are nickel and diming a point. See, this is a point where you cannot save the stupid, and the stupid at that point is you for zipping for opening up your mouth. Don't argue every. But if dumb someone point. tells you there is something that's blatantly false, you're going to let it go. Yes. Oh my gosh, I totally let it go. He lets go half a mile. Why so can't I let it go. we have and strong individuals? And by the way, uh, talking about uh, the perversion of causes, uh, what do you think about all this X thing on like the Women's X March 
or the or the or, or the or the general <laughs> neutral pronouns. Like, what do you think of that? Are you a fan? Okay. <laughs> do you think this is the stupid, or you think this is the highly like intellectual, and they're highly elevated because they're thinking at a higher level than general population? Did the liberal left create um, Donald Trump? Is Donald Trump a backlash? To the liberal, uh, liberal to left. To political correctness? Liberal, liberal yeah, left. I would say yes. I actually do believe part of it is the rise so of So it's him. very funny. So you like you have these I parts of the do. country that, you know, are so blue. You know, San Francisco, Seattle. But they push the issue so hard that now you have, you know, the person, the last person on earth you'd want to be president is now president uh, because – uh, you know, you basically you can't have a Kasich, you can't have a middle of the no. road guy, uh, you because you've basically said, oh, the the right is like this is our response, which is we're going to go in exactly the opposite direction. Okay, now I'll say something very that will be considered very unpopular in to Seattle? lots of my friends. Yes. Do you think we have any visitors or people listening to us outside Seattle? Yeah, we do. As a matter, we have a world map, so oh, yeah, there we you actually go. do. Um, I believe the left bullies. I believe that if I was to post this 100%, on Facebook, 100%. I would be bullied to no end. I would be shamed. I would be bullied. I would be attacked. I would be trolled by the left, by possibly the Bernie bros. I went to my first district Democratic meeting because yeah. I'm dying to see what is happening to my party. Yeah. Seriously, what is happening to my party? And the Bernie bros are fascinating. There's definitely a Bernie bros. But I believe that the left um, – has gone so far with political correctness and inclusiveness of everybody on everything and this and that, 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 that has absolutely been a backlash. You know what sucks? You know what sucked about the women's thing? I told Peter's had an earful of this. I actually feel like I don't belong anywhere. I do. I feel politically I've got nowhere to go. Because if I bring this up, which I may bring it up tonight at this event, because I'm curious. I will. I guarantee I'll be booed out of the room. Please do. You'll probably have to escort me out. But I feel like it's an important dialogue because I know a lot of people who I know feel the same way I do. They may not say it. But why are we diluting the importance of women? No one ever asks, like, really, really tough, hard questions. Um, And they all just gloss over it. And you told me this when you met with Podesta. And, you know, I think we talked about this on the podcast. Oh yeah, the soccer moms, they'll get the info they'll get the info on the website. Yep. They weren't you know, the, the the shiny object that they were going for. And so they just said, Oh, we're gonna go focus on, you know, very, very, very um kind of left issue, left issues, which basically why don't Democrats learn the lesson? And the lesson is really, really an easy one, which is um belittling other people. I'm not saying it's the yeah. access to do it, but belittling other people is a losing strategy. Well, a actually, basket full of deplorables was not yeah. a smart thing. And frankly, you know, it even happened this week well, with the Golden Globes. So you have, um, who's the Sophie's oh, Choice lady? Meryl? Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, yeah. So Meryl Streep gets up and, you know, getting her Lifetime Achievement Award. And she wants to bash Trump. And it's probably not the appropriate time to do it. But, yeah, it doesn't you know, matter. It's her time. It's she her can do time. whatever she wants. However, she then starts slamming people who are MMA fans and football I know. fans. I know. And There's like, no need for that. Why in I the world would, would you, you go and throw those divisive terms out and you're playing into – and I talked to my buddy who's worked in Hollywood, liberal guy, voted for Obama, voted for Clinton, and he's like – he just was shaking his head. He's like, this is so silly. 
He's like, you are exacerbating every negative stereotype about the elite left. And every time yeah. the someone makes statements like this, you strengthen Trump. Yeah. And no. you're strengthening Trump. Instead of being inclusive, instead of being, you know, take a book out of Joe Biden's page. And which is basically say, oh, we're going to try to co-op middle America. Actually, Bill Clinton did it. Yeah. We're going to try to co-op middle America. We're going to be the fan of them. And the other thing which I just find so funny to watch is we've been having the, uh, you know, the Obama, you know, uh, going to the future kind of, uh, you know, farewell tour. Yeah. It's been yes. good. Yeah. I mean, Obama yeah. is a brilliant speaker. You know, oh, he yeah. did a great job. He did a great job last and night. Class act. He's a class, classy class act. guy. But the one thing that isn't classy is when he says, well, I could win a third term easily. Oh, that was so obnoxious. It's so obnoxious. He's like, <laughs> Hillary, you're a loser. Off. You're that a loser. You off. blew it. Yeah. You blew it. If only they had worked as hard as I had yeah. or as insightful as I was. I know. Um, you know, talk about uh, – it's a really weird thing no, to say that. No, that was totally annoying. How can you – why doesn't he realize that's like a complete F you? Oh, he like does? A, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. But, you know, it is very interesting what will happen now of the Democrats. I mean, everybody thought that it would be the Republicans in this position, but it's the Democrats. The Democratic Party, and definitely Washington State. So, like, you've got the Democratic uh, state chair is coming up for an election, right? And Tina Podlodowski, who is a former Seattle, who's a former Microsoft, a Seattle City Council member, then she just lost her run for, um, what was it, Oh, I forget. Secretary of State in Washington State. And now she's running for chair. Hold on. Is, is she a weird person? No, she's great. Okay, so I, I did not know who she was. Yeah. But when I saw the advertising that she ran against Kim Wyman, yeah. I thought she was like like a crazy person. Oh, wow. Because like she basically – so she basically criticized Kim Wyman for – who I don't know anything about. Yeah. Oh, she's secretary. Yeah. She criticized Kim Wyman for running a Republican primary, which we had to do by law. She said she wasted $8 million because that's what it costs to go tabulate the votes or get these ballots yeah, out. wow. And I was just like, oh, my God, she's, an, she's against the Democratic Party. And this is why I find oh. funny is you have people – and I had no idea who she was. Yeah. But you have people who run on um, – Things that are completely crazy in their political stuff that goes out there, such as how can Kim Wyman not run a Republican primary in the state, even though it was he'd already wrapped it up? It's law that they have Wait, to run. He, that. No, she. Trump. Yeah. Oh, Trump. Oh. Trump. So, like, she was like, oh, we, we, yeah. What well, are you going to do? Cancel it? No, not and those are people's rules. rights. Well, actually, but she she um, used that. So something in her brain said, oh, I'm going to go criticize this guy for doing that. Yeah, I don't know. Something's a little weird about that. But, but she's is... not crazy. She's actually incredibly sane and competent. But I, I wonder surprised... if we had her on. or Can we have her on so I can ask her this question? Oh. Because sometimes people do really, like, scummy things when they're running for office. Yeah. I'd and be... I wonder if she would actually own up to it. Oh, yeah. I'd be surprised if it's that. I don't know. She's got a lot of integrity. Everything I've known about her, she's really she's but good. But you do she's say you do say that attacking but, someone for yeah that would be weird. But that's, I don't know if you have all the information. Like I'd have to look up all the information. I just have to, I watch have the to ad do. Again. I have to make sure that I have done my homework. Any... No, I just remember now, thinking that was crazy. Yeah, that is no, that is. But I bet you there's more to that. And I also then. remember like people like running for state treasurer, criticizing other people for you know what they believed in uh, uh, abortion. I was like, well, why is that germane to the topic? Yeah, it's like. You know, well, because it's just a which side are you on, right? Yeah, but that, that's just like you know, like the lowest common thing. Not how can you do the job? It's like, right. oh, I'm going to go after you for something that doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I don't know. We are In having on um, uh, the 
the new guy, he's been, uh, he vo got voted in to be uh, chair of the King County Dems. He's going to meet with us. Great guy. And I'm dying to see what's happening in my damn party because I don't feel like I fit in anywhere. Um, but that race coming up with the Democrats is a key one because it's definitely keep things as is with the Bernie boys. And the Bernie boys are fascinating. Or are we going to move in a different so direction So what do you think of the Tina? Bernie boys? So the Bernie boys basically took, you know, um, a no-name, do-nothing senator from Vermont. Sorry, guys, he's not an influential guy. Yeah. If you put him in the Senate and said, okay, here's like a leader of the Senate, no, he was no not one there. would say yeah. Bernie Sanders is the leader now. of the Senate. Now he is. Yeah, so this no-name guy who had done nothing particularly impressive as a senator, um, not particularly liked in the Democratic Party, ran, runs a very good campaign and understands how to make, uh, you know, a populist movement and does a good job. Yep. Um, but he's kind of got this obnoxious group that's behind him who can criticize Hillary because they say, hey, it was fixed and all this stuff. But they don't want to get along. They're your new Tea Party. Yeah, they They're absolutely are. They're trolls. So is there, are they a they're good thing mean. or a bad thing? They're obnoxious. They're cunning. Well, they have their principles. And, you know, they, they're saying they don't like corporate sellouts. Are they a good thing or a bad thing? I have no idea yet. I honestly don't know. That's why I went to the meeting. I don't, I don't fully understand. I don't know how many there are. I don't fully understand. But that's why I'm actually getting involved in politics. Because if we're going to change the party, which the party absolutely needs to become more working class and, and address issues that so do you know, do you know who David Brock is? No. David oh, Brock is the guy who was like Clinton's right-hand man. He started Media yeah. Matters. Yeah. So he's like a big Clinton file. So he came out the other day, and he had been the one who was saying all the negative stuff about Bernie attacking them yeah you know and he was the one who was kind of allegedly behind you know getting him for you know his lack of religion you know all these different ways to go get bernie um you know they were talking about putting pictures of bernie at you know the beach with his shirt off because he looks so bad and like you know pushing that out <laughs> who cares well but the God, point is so pathetic <laughs> so the, the point is you know the, the people uh, like when you're running and they think they try to make other people look bad yeah yeah so he comes and does his mea culpa yesterday. Oh, you know, I was so wrong. I was so tough. I got caught in in the fighting. Yeah. And when his staff had tried to stop him from kind of being yeah. so belligerent during the primary, yeah. he had threatened them, told them he would Ooh, get rid wow. of them, all this kind of stuff. Wow. So it was very funny. He does his mea culpa, and then the staff comes out and says, you're the biggest hypocrite in the world. Oh, my you're God. You're threatening us. You know, you're thinking. Bullying. Only, don't people recognize, like, how big hypocrites they are when they do this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was the whole thing I got. And back to the spying thing, which is I find it very hard for the United States to take moral high ground when we, we've been in the business of spying on everyone and on uh, – you know, basically trying to overthrow governments and influence elections. So I just, I think it's funny. I think we, I think we, we as a country have to realize that what comes around goes around. And I don't like when people do it to us, but we should probably stop doing it to other people if we don't like it. I happen to agree with that. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> so have we been getting feedback on the podcast? Yes, we have been getting feedback on the podcast. I've heard good things from people who have listened to it. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, I, I have a, a girlfriend, not a girlfriend, but a friend. It's a girl. Who, um, why Too bad. That would have been even more juicy. <laughs> I would probably be killed. Um, who just said she could not believe I called you fat. Oh, people love that episode. And they were like, know, I'm like, I was episode. set up. I was like, this is BS. Like, but I was see, like. I don't care. 
see here, this goes back to like sensitivity, words, blah, blah. It's like, but I'm good with that. So, so if what have people good with said it, about um, our interview with the ex-mayor? Anything on that? Oh, yeah, from again. Yes, oh, yeah. I've gotten, yeah, people loved it. They did. Yeah, they loved it. Even though you were a bit of a bully, they loved See, it. This is the whole thing. <laughs> so I was accused afterwards of being a jerk, of running over you, of being a bully, of not listening oh, to you, God, not I letting you get your edgewise. Oh, I was with two big alpha doofuses. But, like, like, do you think that was bullying or do you think that was just my, me being, a, you know, like, um, like, like you turning the lights off on Peter or changing the channel on him? Do you think it was being, like, just not recognizing the situation? I think it was not recognizing the situation. I think, and here this goes back to gender differences, yeah. I think men are absolutely raised to be more aggressive than women. There are some women that are aggressive, right? But I do think that it is way more um, – part of society it's more innate for men to be that way and they're trained more that way life isn't fair right no life is teachers not fair. coaches nope. everyone favors someone and talking about life not being fair uh peter uh told me the other day that you were applying for the kirkland city council and i had a feeling like it would not <laughs> turn out well because i understand politics tell, tell me about what happened all right so you can tell me if this was fair right. or reasonable. Right. All right. So I haven't had a job in years, right? Yep. So I, I was a Seattle City Council member. Right. Represented half a million people. Right. Larger than congressional districts. Right. With a huge budget, billion dollars in, of a budget, and represented a lot of people. Had 78,000 people vote for me. Yeah. Have not worked since I've had kids, and, I, and I'm very concerned about Kirkland. Kirkland's becoming overdeveloped, so I'm actually really concerned about it. And I see that... They're po- that they're hiring someone because somebody won a race, so they're going to hire it. Like, By the way, I had about 700 people, so you're not 10 times bigger than me. You're 100 <laughs> times bigger than me in terms of popularity, so congratulations. Good, thank you. So I'm like – and I think about it. I talk about it with Peter. I'm like, hey, should I apply for this? Do I really want to be in office again? Do I and I do because I really don't like the direction the city's going in. So I'm like, all right, let me you know dust off the old resume. I do my resume. I apply. This is right before Christmas. Not only <laughs> I not get the job, I didn't even get an interview. And how many? I heard they interviewed how many people? Five people they interviewed. You weren't am... as qualified as five people. Okay. By the way, there were probably six people applied. No, 26 of Oh, us. that's I actually think it was pretty good. Was, they had a lot of apply. Kirkland... I don't even know. Kirkland is so tiny, right? I mean, like, it was, I am beyond overqualified <laughs> for a job. Now, I did not apply expecting to get the job. Okay, I get it. I'm not, I didn't have an entitled attitude. I wasn't expecting, I absolutely was expecting a damn interview. So, so first of all, they should interview everyone. You can't interview 26 people. No, you should. They should, because that is the, that, well, I don't know. Medina, no one ever applies. Like, we have, like, <laughs> We have like two, like we have like a position open and maybe two people apply. It's very very low numbers, right? Um, but um, I predicted when I heard that you were applying that this would not go well. Why? Because I know the minds of these people, which is you're a wild card. They don't know who you are. They don't know what your opinions are. They probably know that you have a lot more experience than them. And suddenly they're like, "Oh, do we really want to bring a big fish into our small pond?" who's going to know a lot of different things we don't know and be completely unpredictable. 
And I think they probably are like, no, we're going to give it to some person we know that we know exactly what well, they're going to do, and they're yeah. going to fall in line and tow whatever policy exactly we want. exactly what happened. Exactly. I was fascinated by this. Everyone that they interviewed is part of the system. It's all part of the same the same club. It's all part of the same club. Anyway, I was, I, I was just stunned. I'm kind of cracking up about it. Life comes always back to this. Life isn't fair. Right. You are going to be screwed time and time again in life over petty stuff, over non-petty stuff. Uh, you know, that's just the way things go down, and it's how you take those um, things. If you take the attitude that the deck is stacked against me and I can't do anything about it, um, you will be miserable and you will accomplish nothing. But in this case, um, what could you do? Well, uh, you could go and start being active on issues yep. that you care about yep. and making a difference. And you could probably force your way on because you'll go and get people who eventually follow you because you'll have a following of people who do that. And then you can make these people's lives hell <laughs> once you get on things. You can make their lives hell and make them pay. Peter, as soon as it happens, like, we're running. We're going to run a slate the next time. We're Absolutely. Gonna... Well, and I, I don't know if I'm going to run. I don't. But I, I, wanna, I want the change to happen. Um, of some of their but you should regardless. run because the people you're running against are not going to be nearly as bright on how to win as you are. They won't know the right politics. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You know, it's just disappointing. It's always – look, I'm friends with a lot of people that have nothing to do with politics. They're parents. They care about the community. And the problem whenever government only looks at the same 30 people that are involved, they're talking to the same people, you have bad policy being made. This is the only good thing I can say about Trump. He is an outsider, and he's bringing us some outsiders. Some are crazy, some are not. But sometimes you need the outsiders. I, I think you need outsiders in government. I, I sit on the personnel committee for Medina where we make recommendations on who to hire for these different positions. Yeah. Um, it is the most um, asinine of committees and the most, you know, kind of uh, I'm going to push my friend, I'm going to push this, I'm going to push that. Um there is never a focus on who's most qualified. It's always a focus yeah, on. Yeah, it's the politics. It's of it. it's the is this person my friend? Has this person supported God, me? It and it just stinks. Yeah, and it I totally call does. people on this. Oh no, you can't say that to me. Um, it, it is horrendous. Yeah, and it is horrendous to watch how. Um, you know, and it's uh, it's always the same people who always push their same agendas. And there's someone on that committee who's like, oh, I'm going to push this person through because they're my supporter and they're in my back pocket. All right. So Problem now- with local government. Disrespect should be a motivator that makes people go and pushes them to the next level. It uh, happens all the time. Happens in work. People get passed over for people who are less qualified than they are. Happens in politics constantly. Happens in sports politics uh, constantly. Um, you know, the real thing you see all the time in sports is uh, some kid doesn't make a team because so-and-so's parent, you know, uh, was buddies with a coach or so-and-so's parent uh, gave money yeah. to something or that's, another. That's- Stinks. You know, that happens stinks all the time. Skills, yeah. No, it happens all the time. It's yeah. just it, it it's happens. Life, man, life ain't fair. It uh, <laughs> it's happened to uh, my kids in sports. I've yeah. seen it happen. It happened this year with one of my kids. You know, he's better player than the kid who made the team above him. But you know, that other guy had you know an in with the guy. So, who's what do you teach him? Like, how do you handle that with your kid? What do you tell him? Uh, don't accept uh, the status quo and try to change yeah. it. And don't be shy about pushing your own position. You, you know, you know, when something's unfair, you can actually go and call it as unfair, and you can go make that case. Yeah. Um, you got to accept the position that you're in. 
doesn't mean that, you know, just because you're on, you know, not the A team, you're on the B team doesn't mean that you can't do the best job possible there and work, work really hard. But, um, you know, don't accept that that's the norm forever. And uh, don't be afraid to challenge, uh, you know, hypocrisy. Yeah, that's good. So if someone wants to go and say, well, you know, most politicians will just sit, listen, and say, oh, you must be right. And yeah. because you're a citizen. Yeah. But just because you're a citizen doesn't mean you're right. In fact, more often than not, you're wrong because you don't have information. You haven't studied the thing. You just have an un, you have an un, um, uh, educated opinion I because do, yeah. the vast majority of them are uneducated. I would agree with you on that, except in this case, I am right. Well, maybe you are. <laughs> but, anyway, but now I'm going to nudge but from we, the we, outside. We had a guy, I just want the changes. We had a guy in Medina, which is really funny, who tried to like uh, – we had a very controversial tree code, and uh, we basically made it expensive for people to take down trees because we didn't want to get rid of all the trees in Medina. Yeah, yeah. And then we eventually like loosened the restrictions pretty dramatically. Yeah. Um, but um, it took a long time to do, and we had a pretty draconian tree code for a long time. Yeah. And uh, we would have people come in and make, um, you know, crazy arguments about why their tree had to go down, and they didn't want to pay the fee. And, you know, there's people, oh, this is a danger. This limb could yeah. drop on my head and kill me. Well, you're more likely to get killed by a shark attack than you are by a tree limb. Um, you know, <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. There's, there's, there's <laughs> things that are ridiculous. Or, or then you have, um, you know, the, uh, you, oh, this is going to cause, uh, you know, uh, fire departments to not be able to get my, um, you know, thing in, you, you know, to save my next-door neighbor who's ill health. Well, the fire department came and said, well – you know, it doesn't affect four different trucks that we have. But if we were to bring a diff- the fifth truck, um, this would add 30 seconds oh to our God. response time. You know, it's just like oh my anyone God, will make so an arduous. argument. No, anyone will make an yeah. argument just to try to get what they want. So people are edu- – politics is driven by self-interest. It really is. Yeah, it um, totally is. It's completely driven by self-interest. That's right. And That's if people actually understood that, you would recognize that when people lobby you – that you try to understand their self-interest. Um, and sometimes, it's not always the case, but most of the time it's driven by self-interest. I'm supporting a friend because a friend's passionate about this, or yeah. this is someone's issue. That's actually very yeah. true. Well, this is a perfect way to end, encouraging people to get involved. Oh, hold on. Can, I got oh, one yeah. thing I got to say first. Yeah. So you've been doing a great job promoting our podcast. Yeah. It is growing. Yes. So what would be helpful Oh, is, well, to the audience? To the audience. Uh, we need people to like us. So people like our Facebook page. Yep. People to give like a high rating to the podcast. Yeah, so go on to iTunes, podcast, whatever you listen to us and give us uh, give us a review. We'd love to hear your comments. Yeah, we need reviews because we have very few of them. Yep. But we have a lot of listeners and yep. people say it's good, but no one's taken that step. To say, and you know, you can write and say how great Judy is and how terrible I am, or vice versa. I like the villain. Even though role. that's not true, <laughs> I like the villain role. Um, the other thing I would say is that I would say that uh, we'd love to hear if there are topics. Yeah, a couple of people have actually on our Facebook page. So if you go to face, uh, Facebook Mayberry with High Rises, or go to Judy Nicastro, and um, and then you'll see the Mayberry with High Rises Facebook page and let us know. But please send us topics. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah, so we got a really interesting one about the uh, Electoral College, so we're going to do some research on that. Which, of but course, anyway, I'm people, 100% thanks, in support of. Thanks so much for, right. uh, for listening, and we'll uh, be back. Bye-bye.